Well, it's great that you're tuning in today because we are in the middle of a series called Living a Fruitful Life, where we're based in a passage in the book of Galatians, chapter five, where it says this, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. And so today we're up to peace. And it's kind of ironic that I'm speaking on peace because at home right now, I'm experiencing anything but peace. Uh, you might have remembered that over a year ago, over a year ago, I told you that at the bottom of my garden, they're building 300 houses. Well, I've got an update for you. Lockdown has only prolonged my pain. Okay, I had two months of silence, no dust, nothing, but now they're back. Every morning, 7.30, they start. Beep, 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 as if that's not bad enough to be to, for the home working environment. There's now at least two magpies in the garden and they are doing my head in. Um, you're probably not living on a building site, hopefully not anyway. If you are, you feel my pain. But this COVID-19 storm now has been going on for months. And I wonder how peaceful have you felt? You know, for some of you, you're probably like, peace? What's that? Uh, work has been crazy. You've been working harder than ever before. New challenges, new stresses. Some of you parents are like, I just long for five minutes peace. Others of you, perhaps you've had more time actually on your hands. Some of you have been loving it. Some of you have been finding it super, super hard. But whatever your circumstances, whatever our circumstances, I think we could find ourselves thinking that in this situation, perhaps peace is something that we'll experience once this thing has blown over. I've certainly found myself thinking that because it's so easy at this time, isn't it, to, to, to let all these little anxieties and fears creep in. We have all sorts of questions. How long is this going to go on for? You know, are my, are my loved ones going to be OK? When can I see my friends and family without taking some sort of mental ruler along with me? When's normal coming back? And what even is normal now anyway? No one seems to know. Well, if you've had some of those thoughts, I reckon you probably have, then you're not alone. And I've got some great news for you. And the news is this, is that the Bible teaches that there's peace available for you in this storm. And peace is found in God's presence. And uh, this little word peace, you can find it all the way through the Bible. There's some slides that are going to come up now with some Bible verses on there. And um, I'm not going to read all of them out. You can have a look for them. But you can see that Jesus himself is called the Prince of Peace. He said, blessed are the peacemakers. He said, my peace I give to you, my peace I leave with you. Um, the Bible says that God is, is called the God of peace six times in the New Testament. Paul opens his letters, grace and peace to you. And so this word peace, like, it's interesting because when you dig into the Bible, the word peace in the Bible seems to have a way richer meaning than it does for us in English. Because the Greek word that Paul uses for peace in this passage in Galatians, it's also used to translate the Hebrew word shalom. Shalom, uh, I love that word. I was, I was in Israel back in January. They use it all the time over there. But this word shalom, whilst it can mean the, the absence of conflict, it also points to something way bigger and better than that. It's such an attractive vision for us because it's this idea of wholeness, an idea of restoration, of total completeness. It's amazing. It's a foretaste of heaven. It's something that God longs for each one of us to experience. It's the image that we get at creation. Everything in order and at rest. And it's the image we see, the vision we see of the new creation. Everything set right. The whole cosmos in right relationship with God. Peace all around. 
And uh, this is exactly the kind of peace that Jesus can bring into our lives now, into your life today, especially when it feels stormy. So if you've got a Bible, would you turn with me to, or on your app, click there, to um, Mark 4. And uh, this is a story where Jesus and his disciples, they end up in the middle of a storm. Okay, here we go, verse 35. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let's, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along, just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats there. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Now, I've always loved this story and it, and it came to life to me when I visited Lake Galilee in January, back in, back in January, as I just said. Um, but before I went, I was giving it all this chat. I was thinking, perhaps I'll give walking on water a go. You know, it can't have been that scary. I had visions of like sunbathing on the boat. Well, how wrong was I? Because we arrived there, it was a stormy day. It was absolutely freezing and at times it was chucking it down. And Debbie and Nick were terrified. Here's a little video. Nicola, tell us about where you are. Well, we're just about to go on Lake Galilee and it's just raining. No, How are you feeling, Debbie? No storm. It's a dark and stormy night. <laughs> and three women sat in a cave saying, Help! Help! Look, Ari, Ari. Look at this! Oh gosh, it's like quite moving quite a lot, isn't it? <laughs> That's just a bit of fun, but it got me thinking, Flip, you know what? If I had been on that boat that day with Jesus, I would have been terrified, just like the disciples, because it was evening, it was getting dark, and Lake Galilee is, is known for being a lake where sudden storms can come out of nowhere, sudden violent storms. And uh, here's a picture of a first century boat something like this that they would have been in. And this was actually found at the bottom of Lake Galilee, pulled up in 1986. So it would have looked something like this, obviously in a better condition than this one is. But water would have been coming from all sorts of directions, waves like pouring in over those shallow sides. And the passage says, the passage we just read says, they were nearly swamped. Or in other words, the boat was about to sink. And so you've got these disciples, they're terrified, they're, they're flapping around. And where's Jesus? He's got it sorted. He's, he's on the phone to the Coast Guard. No, he's not. Jesus is asleep in the stern of the boat with his head on a cushion. And it's fascinating. It's almost every time I've read that, I think it's a fascinating situation, a really funny, actually kind of funny. Because the ability for Jesus to be asleep in this moment, it doesn't actually seem like an accident. It actually seems intentional. Jesus and his disciples, they're in the same situation, the same boat, the same storm, but their responses are so different. So why does Jesus respond differently? Well, I wonder if it's maybe because Jesus was experiencing a peace that the disciples weren't. And I guess, you know, you could argue that that's because Jesus was in perfect relationship with the Father and he had knowledge of the future the disciples didn't. But it seems that by the way Jesus is interacting with his friends, He's trying to teach them something. You know, these guys, they were, they were meant to be following his example. 
And in this situation, one of the things he was trying to teach them was that he had ultimate authority. He could literally bring peace out of chaos. Peace was available in the middle of the storm. And uh, it reminds me of what Ollie said last week, that joy isn't dependent on our circumstances. And in the same way, this fruit of the spirit, peace, isn't either. You know, if you think peace is simply a product of our circumstances, that we can only find true peace when, I don't know, we're sat on a beach drinking a pina colada, that's for me anyway, or your favourite football team, Liverpool, have, have won the Premiership, congratulations if you're a Liverpool fan. You know, if we think it's found in those things, then our mindset can become the thing that stops us experiencing it. So how can we experience peace in the middle of the metaphorical storms we find ourselves in? Well, I reckon that the interaction between Jesus and his disciples helps us because the first thing they ask Jesus, don't they? They say, don't you care? Teacher, don't you care? I don't know if you recognise that question. Um, I do. Uh, Jesus, don't you care that I haven't had my hair cut since February? Don't you care that I missed my family holiday and I should have been in Greece? Don't you care that I'm a little bit disappointed with the way 2020 is panning out? Some of you have probably had those thoughts. We all respond differently to stresses and storms in our lives. Some of you, like me, will, will be asking that question of Jesus, don't you care? And you kind of just want a quick fix. You want Jesus to, to immediately act and sort it out. Others of you, you're battling as hard as you can, thinking that peace is something you'll experience when this is over. If you were in that boat, you'd be the ones rowing and rowing as hard as you possibly could. You know, however you've responded, Jesus, he loves you, he's with you. And I think he loves it when we take our stuff to him. But what's interesting about this passage is that Jesus doesn't actually answer their question. Instead, he acts. He got up, rebuked the winds and the waves, and he said, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. So the peace comes out of the chaos. And then he simply asks them, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? And um, it's interesting because Jesus doesn't tell them off. He doesn't, he doesn't have a go at them for, for waking him up in the middle of the night. If someone woke me up in the middle of the night, I would have a go at them. He doesn't tell them off for doubting that he cares. Instead, he asks questions which reveal something about the disciples. And those questions reveal that the disciples, they have a massively high fear factor, but their faith factor is low. And it's as Jesus asks those questions that, that they respond, that they're terrified, they're in awe, they're like, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. It's like the whole story reaches its climax with this question, who is this guy? Because figuring out who Jesus was, was the only way that their faith factor was going to grow. It was the only way that their fear was going to be lower. And uh, if, you, if, you, if you read on in the Gospels, you'll see that the disciples, they figure this out. They figure that Jesus, he's not just a guy asleep on a cushion in the boat, but he is in fact the King of Kings. He's the maker of heaven and earth. He's sovereign over every storm and he is the Prince of Peace. There is peace available in this storm and it's found in his presence. And I think this question, you know, I think it invites us today, wherever you're listening from, to ask the same question of Jesus. Who is this? Who do you see Jesus as? Who do you say he is? Because it's as we realise who he is, as, we, as our vision of him gets bigger, as, it, as our vision gets sharper, that our faith in him grows and our fear 
diminishes. And um, that's how we receive peace. And uh, in, in that moment, you know, Jesus was literally present with those guys in the storm. It was his presence which changed everything. He acted, peace came out of the chaos and the storm was still. And uh, the storm that we're in right now, it might not just immediately end in the way that it did in that moment, although we're praying for that. But the truth remains in a metaphorical sense. We're in a storm and Jesus is with us, present by his Holy Spirit. So how do we grow in it? How do we grow in this sense of shalom, this sense of wholeness, of restoration, of completeness that the Bible has to offer? Well, and when Bodders spoke a couple of weeks ago on love, he said growing in the fruit of the Spirit is less like going to the shop to buy some strawberries and it's more like growing them in your garden. It's a process. And in the same way, peace is the product of a process. I thought you'd like that, three Ps. Peace, peace is the product of a process. It's a tongue twister as well. But it starts, we receive peace when we encounter Jesus for the first time. And it bears fruit as we commit to walking every single day in step with him, with the Holy Spirit, through all the ups and, the, and all the downs. Because if you hadn't figured this out yet, Jesus didn't promise that life was gonna be easy, but he did promise his presence and his peace. You know, John says this, John chapter 14, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I don't give as the world gives. Don't let your hearts be troubled and don't be afraid. Just a couple of chapters later, he says, I've told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you're gonna have trouble, but take heart because I've overcome the world. And it's like those Bible passages, they need engraving on our hearts because it's truth. It's truth for us and they're true today as they were back then. Some of you will have attended our um, mental health webinars that we've been doing recently, where Kate Middleton was doing some, Dr. Kate Middleton, not the one that's married to Prince William, was um, doing some training. And she used this helpful an analogy. She said, imagine you're standing in a pool of water. So imagine you're standing in a pool of water. And she said that your stress level is represented by the height of the water. And so she was saying in normal life, when everything's hunky-dory, your baseline stress level is around your ankles. So when the little waves of stress come with life, um, little things happen here and there, th your water level rises, but it doesn't really affect you that much. But what she said is in this situation, in the COVID-19, in our current circumstances, our stress levels have risen. So our baseline stress is around our shoulder level because of all the circumstances that are going on outside of our control. So now, when the little waves of stress, stress come, they come and they have the ability very quickly to overwhelm us. So some of those things that wouldn't be that stressful, like, I don't know, you break a mug or you have a disagreement with somebody or you just wake up and it's a bad day. You, you, you have a tendency to feel overwhelmed like you wouldn't have done before. And I think this is really helpful uh, picture for us because we can't stop the waves coming. You cannot control the waves, the stress waves that are coming in your life. Some of them you can, of course, but you can't control the outcome of this situation. We can't fix it. But what we can do is we can address our baseline stress level. As we receive God's peace, as we spend time with him, our stress level goes down so that when the stresses come, we're less overwhelmed. You know, I've been so encouraged as I've seen people experience God's peace over the last few months. Uh, I run a youth small group and um, a number of those young people, amazing young people, struggling with anxiety. And as we prayed, receive his peace, they were like, whoa, I've received a peace I didn't know was possible. I can't even articulate it. I've seen it as I've prayed with people on the chat on Sundays. Some of you might want to get prayer after this. But I've also experienced it in my own life. Um, 
a couple of months back, I was poorly, like three out of 10, poorly, so not exactly that ill, but I had all of um, the COVID symptoms and I don't know whether it was or it wasn't, um, but I hadn't slept in quite a few days. I was so sick of being in quarantine. Quarantine. I don't know why I say quarantine, it's quarantine. Um, and, 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 I, and I just had some moments where I started to think, how is this going to pan out? Like, is it going to get worse? Am I going to be okay? But anyway, during that time, somebody texted me and they just said, how, how are you? And uh, normally, particularly if it's not a close friend, I would, I would do a whole uh, sort of polite message back. I just sent one back and said, to be honest, right now I'm feeling pretty, pretty physically and mentally flat. I was like, oh, flip, now I'll send it to them. And straight away, you know what happened. They text back saying, would you like me to call you and pray for you? And I thought, no, I wouldn't. Uh, it's 10 o'clock at night and I didn't want to put them out. But more than that, I was just probably enjoying sort of following it a little bit. So uh, I sort of politely declined it. The next thing I know, a three minute, over three minute prayer comes through saying, um, listen to this before you go to sleep. So I get into bed that night and, um, and I press play and, and I just put my hand on my heart. And as the prayer played, uh, over and over again, Joe was saying, receive his peace. Receive his peace in your mind and in your body. And uh, it was actually amazing. And it wasn't like uh, I didn't get healed. Sort of, it wasn't a dramatic healing moment in that moment anyway but it was like the storm in my heart stilled instantly in that moment. And it was incredible. I can't really articulate it with words. And actually every single night since then, I've slept through the night, apart from last night, when there was this mosquito buzzing all around the room, driving me nuts. But there's a peace that goes, that's possible that goes beyond our understanding. And so in those moments since when the storm starts to, to rage inside of me, I've done my best to try and tap into that peace. And so as I end, as we finish, as we, as we move into a time of ministry, I want to encourage you today. You know, wherever you're at, however you're feeling, whether you know Jesus or, or you don't, whatever your storm is right now, or whatever it might be down the line, to be intentional about joining Jesus in a place of peace. Having the ability to sleep in the middle of a storm, wouldn't that be great? To be able to sleep in the middle of a storm. Peace in the middle of the storm where your trust in him, your faith in him, it matches or it surpasses your fears. There's a peace available to you in the middle of the storm and it's found in his presence. And so we're going to head over to, to join John and Debbie now. They're going to pray with us and, uh, and pray that we would experience something of that, something of God's peace right now. Mm -hmm.